0: Alright, good morning and welcome to the BitCult Morning Show. I'm your host, Connor Mitchell. Today we have no special guests. We're going to be going through yesterday's bits, curated over by the team at Bits Today. And then I'll be telling a little bit of a story about how I got here, where I am, my little life story. So maybe you can understand a little bit more about who you're listening to. Just context is always key, is what I have never said before. But I'll say that I like to say that a lot. Context is key, and you you need to understand the context of my story, I think, to get the full experience out of this. However, first, yesterday's Bits, curated over by the team at Bits Today, yesterday, total sale of BitClout was about $2.6 million. That's 857,000 coins bought and 1.7 million coins sold. So again, we can see that the coins sold is... Almost $1 million more than the coins bought. That, again, is a little bit concerning. And like I've said in the past, this money is not being you know, redistributed back to creators because then those numbers would be relatively the same. So what's happening is about $1 million yesterday was is either sitting in creator wallets or was taken off the platform. And if we want BitClout to succeed, I, I think that we really need to be redistributing our money away from the large creators that you know or not creators sorry like Elon Musk and and these large inactive accounts and we need to buy people like 100 and and those young creators not they don't even have to be young but just people who are bringing value to the platform like that's literally it that's all I want I just want people to stop Investing in Elon Musk and Justin Bieber and, and all these big inactive users and just invest in the BitCult morning show for fuck's sake. This is a daily BitCloud podcast that talks about BitCloud news every morning. I think that we deserve an investment rather than Elon Musk who's just sitting there doing nothing. But that's just my two cents. And next up, we have a little bit of, okay, I don't even know how to explain this. I guess I'll just read the post, right? So Neurali posted on BitCloud that BitCloud is going to be listed on exchanges soon. And that's because a user was looking through the code. They were looking through the repo because as the code is now all open sourced and they were taking a look and... The devs are adding the ability, or I guess they are going to remove the ability to mint new Bitclout with Bitcoin. So that screen that when you go on Bitclout.com and you first have to you first have to transact Bitcoin and you have to put Bitcoin into your Bitclout wallet, you have this screen where they're pretty much minting Bitcoin or Bitclout by purchasing Bitcoin. That's going to go away, and the ability to actually mine Bitclout. Is going to exist, and similar to how you mine Bitcoin, and I imagine that's because probably the liquidity pool that BitClout has gained is tremendous. There's definitely probably a lot of money right now that could be used to, I don't know, provide liquidity to these miners and provide the the rewards necessary to these miners so that mining is you know actually gives you money. But what's interesting is that Diamond Hands is referring to this event as the deflation bomb. It's written in the code. And this event, the removal of the ability to mint new Bitcloud with Bitcoin is called the deflation bomb. Nodes. Let's talk about nodes for a second. So, here's the thing, right? A lot of pe- you know, the the code is now open source for Bitcloud. So, you can Build whatever you want, you can create an exact copy of bitcloud and and run it on your own node and A lot of people have been arguing recently about whether or not nodes are going to be important? Or are they just going to be for developers? Because these developers, they they come in and, and they know how to utilize the nodes. and know how to build them. People like the everyday person like myself, I, I don't know. I, and I have a coding background and, and I have struggled to run my own node. So it's not the easiest thing to do in the world, which makes me think that it really is going to be the devs and the people who are a little bit more tech savvy, who are going to be running these nodes, which, you know, is interesting because it means that these are probably going to be full-fledged projects. It's going to, you're not just going to have somebody creating a bitcloud.com alternative that runs on a different domain and does the exact same thing. You're going to have people who are building these amazing projects on bitcloud nodes and adding so much to it. And, and I've said this before and I'll say it again, Like I truly believe that a year from now, we are not going to be utilizing Bitcloud.com. That when we log on to Bitcloud and we want to check our creator coin price and all of that, we're not going to go to Bitcloud.com. We're going to go to some other project that somebody has created with a Bitcloud node. And I guess the question is are Bitcloud nodes going to be easier to make, therefore allowing anybody to run their node? Or is it kind of be like more of these tech savvy people that have to run the nodes? And I think that there's drawbacks, pros, and cons to both because pros, anyone can run a node, it's the true idea of decentralization, like anyone can run that. And I think that's awesome. And right now, technically, that is the case. If you have a little bit of a tech background, like you could probably figure it out. Let's say that they release some sort of instruction set that just literally walks you like step by step on how to run a node. I, I, then anyone could do it and, and anyone could utilize nodes for whatever they want. Just like a personal website, they could run a bitcloud.com node on their own personal website and, and have, you know, that ability to post feeds and buy and sell creator coins. It's just, it's very interesting. And then, But then if only developers do it, then we understand and we know that like the projects that we're getting are probably going to be very high tech. They're going to be very interesting. So it, it'll be very interesting to see for sure. It, it will. And that pretty much ends yesterday's bits. And so I wanted to take today to do something a little bit different. I'm very proud of the fact that every single episode I have had a guest on the BitCult Morning Show. I never go on here by myself, mostly because I, I work a lot better when I have somebody else to bounce my ideas off of and, and to speak to. And And when I'm just sitting in my room alone speaking to myself, it gets weird. You can imagine. I, cause right now I just feel like I'm talking to myself and it's almost like a stream of consciousness. So the filter's almost not really there. So I, I just have to be really careful, <laughs> but uh, I, I wanted to tell a little story kind of about who I am and, and how I got here because I truly believe like you can listen to my show every morning and you could have no idea who Connor Mitchell is. You just, you know what the BitCloud morning show is and you know that this guy named Connor Mitchell goes and he interviews guests and on BitCloud and that's it. But I, I wanted to tell you my story. I attended Northwestern University in the fall of 2018. And I went into Northwestern University thinking that I was going to be a political science and Russian major. And I, I, I was super happy with that. I was so content with learning Russian language and political science and going on to be like a CIA agent or or something like that, or a diplomat, maybe a little bit less cool, but yeah, something along those lines. And I remember that I, I had to take at Northwestern, you have these distribution requirements and like most schools and one of them being like formal studies, or as most people call it, mathematics. And so I really hated calculus. Like, I, I still do. I, I hate it. I, I think it's interesting, the fact that numbers can do weird things. That's cool. But I, I'm never going to apply that stuff in my everyday life. I don't need to know integrals or anything like that. So I, I really did not want to take calculus. And so instead, I took a introduction to computer science course. And I fell in love with it. I, I really did. I loved coding. And after that class, I after I finished that quarter... I, I went to the registrar and I said, I want to change my major. And I changed my major to computer science. So I went down this computer science track. And ironically, to complete computer science in Northwestern, you have to take six math credits, all of them being some form of calculus. So I, I really did not luck out at all. But so I, I'm doing that, and, and I find computer science is this passion of mine, and I'm building things. I'm, I'm building calendars for myself. I'm just like trying to make my life easier by utilizing code. And then one day, I was like, okay. I was with one of my friends, and we came up with this idea for a, a business, and that business was called Crawl. And uh, Crawl was the first ever create your own bar crawl mobile app that pretty much allowed you to... What it allowed you to do was plan out your night based on the day of the week, the, the location, where you were what different deals and events were happening that night. And my best friend and I, we came up with this idea and I was like, this is like the first time that I'm actually going to build an app. I'm actually, I had built little calendars. Like I said, this was going to be an app to be released on the app store. And so I, I did it and I went and I built this app and, and I built the website. And and I said to my friend, I was like, "This is it." And and we started to crawl. We started this the first ever create your own bark crawl mobile app in Chicago, and it was awesome. And and it was around that time too, maybe a couple of months earlier, that I got my first internship, and I started working at this technology consultation firm in Washington D.C. Uh, and I was an intern and. I went through the summer of 2019 as an intern there, living in DC, and it. I learned more in that experience than I did at that point in a year at college. And it was at the end of that internship that the president of the company came to me and he said, "Hey, we've really enjoyed having you this past summer, and we would love for you to continue working here part time." And so what that entailed was I went back to school, and I did my classes, but I, I also worked, and that was fun. It was a little bit overwhelming, but. That was like my first taste of kind of the real world. I I was, let me reverse back a little bit. My first taste of the real world was that internship, that nine to five. It was actually nine to six, nine to six job I would go into every day, Monday through Friday. And this was before COVID, so I went into the office. And then I went back to Chicago after that summer, continued working part-time. And that's when I, I guess I got the first little experience of like virtual work, virtual learning, because I was uh, remote. I was remote, a remote worker. So I was working in Chicago while the company is based in DC. I didn't, I couldn't go into the office. And so I was lucky that like, I got used to that kind of remote uh, working. And then COVID hit, right? COVID hits, I get sent home from college. And I, I did another quarter of online school, And I hated it. I I really did. Uh, I think the online school is one of the worst things to ever happen because it really, it's just so easy to get distracted. You have no one holding you accountable. And the professors, they don't really know what they're doing. They've never done this before. And so there's this huge learning curve. It's just, you're sitting in front of your computer, you're back home with your parents. Oh my God, like I thought that I moved out of college. I moved to college and I moved to Chicago so I wouldn't have to live in my parents' house anymore. And I love my parents, but oh my God, having to live with them for eight months again in the middle of COVID when I'm 20 years old, that sucked. But so I I did that first quarter of online school in the spring of 2020 and I said, never again. I was like, I will never do that again. I did not get anything out of that. And so I went to my job and I said, hey, I'm going to take some time off of school. Would it be possible for me to work full time? And they accommodated that. So I began working full time at this uh, boutique technology consultation firm. And I stopped going to school. And so I started that September 1st and school started in September. And so I dropped out of school. My plan was to drop out of school for a year. So I was working full time for this job and everything was going great. I I was working full time for them and then March of 2021 came around and this is really where like the BitClout comes into play because that's when I discovered BitClout. I was on a clubhouse room and I stumbled across a BitClout room like in the early days and people were talking about it and I, I was like, this is so interesting. So I went to the website, the password was on the site. I like dug through the depths of the internet to try and find that password. I finally found the password to, to get onto the site. And I was just, I was amazed at, at what was happening. It, it's this, and for those of you that are listening and, and don't know what BitClout is, and I, I, you probably know what BitClout is, but maybe you stumbled across this podcast and, and you're still listening somehow. And so BitClout is the first ever decentralized social media platform that pretty much allows you to buy and sell the different profiles as if they were securities or stocks. And each profile has its own price and the price of that profile goes up and down depending on people buying and selling that profile. And so I, I was fascinated by this. I made an account and I just kind of laid low and looked around, just saw what this thing was. One of the first things I noticed about BitCloud was the community was so positive. Everyone just wanted, people were hesitant. They, they didn't know what was happening, but overall, people believed in the project. And they said, this is the future. And, and it wasn't until like way, not way after, I'd say a couple weeks after that, I told my girlfriend Jetlag or Georgette about BitClout and she got on. And Georgette has over 100,000 followers on TikTok. So she joined BitCloud and she got verified. And and back in those early days, if somebody got verified on BitCloud, like their coin price was not below one thousand dollars, people were buying verified profiles to because they believed that every single verified profile was at least going to be worth thousand dollars, if not more. And so people just started buying into Georgette, and they brought her coin price up pretty high like into the 2000s or something and and then she posted on her bit clout she said all right if somebody invests one million dollars into me into my coin i will get a big clout ta- or sorry not a big clout tattoo i will get a tattoo your choice anywhere on my body and it was a joke, but people started to seriously inquire about it. And Georgette and I were freaking out. We were like, oh my God, like a million dollar investment? Like, that's huge to get this tattoo. And we were so excited. And then the hype died down a little bit. And, and that's when Bitclout Pulse reached out to me. And Bitclout Pulse said, hey man, how much would you be willing to take, or how much money would it take for you to get Bitclout Pulse tattooed on your butt? And I wish I, I could say that I, I thought about it for a long time. I, I didn't. And within 10 seconds, I was like, $50,000. And I commented on their post because it was originally a post. They posted it and they said, hey, at Connor Mitchell, how much money would it take? And I commented $50,000. And two minutes later, I get a message on Discord from BitCloud Pulse. And he's like, yo, are you serious? And I was like, yeah, I'm serious. And I, I should you not, within 30 minutes, a contract had been created and signed. And that contract specified that I would get a tattoo one by four inches, I think, on my butt. And in return, I would have $50,000 invested into my profile. So I signed the document, I signed the contract. And Within five minutes, I had $50,000 invested into my profile. And the next day, I went to the tattoo parlor and I got the tattoo. And so I, I do have a BitClout Pulse tattoo on my butt. For $50,000. And I I would like to speak on that for a minute because I I do admit that it was impulsive. It it definitely in the beginning was impulsive, but I I had every opportunity. I had multiple opportunities to to get out of it. I had a ton of opportunities to say no. BitCloud Pulse was very understanding. They were like, you do not have to go through with, with this if you do not want to. But what I realized was that this was a monumental moment. This was the Bitcoin pizza moment but for BitCloud, and what it was, I was the first ever person to receive money on BitCloud for a real-world action or, or transaction, and, and that literally being advertising I BitCloud Pulse paid fifty thousand dollars to advertise on my butt. And that was the first ever real world transaction of BitCloud. And I realized that and I said, not only do I want to be that guy, but I want to be the guy who helps legitimize this amazing platform. Because at that time, I, I had been on BitCloud, I loved BitCloud, And I said, I want to legitimize this platform. And, and I want to prove to people that I'm all in on this and that I fully believe in this thing. And and so I did. I, I got the tattoo because as silly as it sounds, a tattoo on my butt was a real world transaction that further legitimized the platform. And I was able to see that happen afterward. I, I saw people thanking me and, and, and a lot of people recognized what I did and, and I'm so appreciative of that. And I know that there are a lot of people out there who don't understand what I did. Like my parents, they think that it was really stupid. And I bet you that if I asked my employer... They would probably think it was stupid too. But so I, I got that tattoo and things started to blow up. I, my coin price reached like 3,000 something and I was, I was on top of the moon and everyone wanted to talk to me and I was networking and it was just a tattoo. And so that initial shock kind of left and then I was left in this position where I said, okay, I, I have that monumental push or not. E- yeah, uh, yeah. I would call it a monumental push, like uh, that push being the tattoo. But it's up to me now to, to make something of myself. It's up to me to do something with this momentum. And that's when The Daily Podcast was born. That's when... I was networking and, and I flew to L.A. and I stayed in L.A. for three weeks to to meet people and, and determine if that was you know, maybe the next place for me to go. And what I determined was, no, L.A. can wait. When I was in L.A., all I wanted to do was move to L.A. I, I got back to Chicago and and I realized that L.A. can wait. I don't need to go right now. But maybe that is in the future and maybe it's not. I need to keep on working as hard as I can in order to make that a reality and in order to make that a possibility. And so that's exactly what I really plan on doing. And I plan on giving this my all. And I even went as far as to, I spoke to the president at my full-time job and I, I told him about the podcast and I told him about Big Clout. And I said, this is a once in a lifetime opportunity that I don't know if I'll ever get to have again and I would be a fool to not follow it. And and so I, I was ready, I put in my two weeks and, and thankfully I have such a great relationship with this company that they said, hey, you don't have to quit. Like we would be completely willing to move you to part-time. We we want you to stay on the team. We're willing to accommodate you. And And I'm so appreciative of that. I am so appreciative of my job. And, and with them allowing me the opportunity to follow my dreams. And, and now I work part-time for two jobs. I work part-time for the technology consultation firm, as well as a startup based in Florida that's working to actually make genetic testing more accessible to everybody. So that is a very fun project. And I've been speaking to the team over there and telling them about BitCloud. I, I already got the CEO on BitCloud actually, and I'm, you know, hoping that maybe the whole project could move on to BitCloud because I, I really do think it would be an amazing use case to have this real world startup try and see what could happen if if they funded at least one round of investing through BitCloud. I, I really do feel like that could again further legitimize this platform as well as just further increase the reach, I think, of BitCloud. And and so those are my two part time jobs and then my full time job is this podcast. And and I really I I know that I there are days when I don't get to it every morning and and that sucks. It really does because I always feel like I'm letting you all down if if a podcast does not come out that morning and to explain to you all the reasoning why a podcast does not come out every single morning why some weeks like there will be a day missing is honestly just because I'm trying to balance all of this and I've had guests cancel at the last minute. That's what happened today. And I decided rather than cancel the show, I felt like you would all probably benefit and want to hear about me. And maybe that's incredibly narcissistic of me. But I feel like this might be a a popular episode just to give some context as to who the host is and, and what I do. Like I said earlier, but so yeah, I, I moved to part-time. I started doing this podcast full-time. Now I sit in front of my computer all day on, on BitClout and working, just trying to to come up with new ideas and really maximize the value that I can bring to this platform. And And that's why I really think that the BitCult Morning Show is so special because there's nobody out there doing anything like this. So yeah, there are BitClout podcasts, but there aren't BitClout podcasts that are working with Bits today and and working, collaborating with other profiles and other projects to try and bring you news and interviews and analytics every single morning. And I'm so excited, so excited about this podcast. And right now we're in the early stages of BitCloud. We're in the early stages of the podcast. We're still working out the cranks and, and all the little bugs, but give me a month even. And I promise you that this podcast is going to take over BitCloud by storm. Because I have so many ideas, so many plans that I'm just waiting to put into action to build the largest and, and most positive and most valuable community on BitCloud. that community being the BitCult. And so I've actually started a Discord for my not only investors, but actually for everybody. Anyone is allowed to join this Discord. There are special channels for verified investors and verified guests of the show. And if you are a guest of the show, you gain lifetime access to the Discord and to those special segments, special channels of the Discord. And so that's just one idea that I've had that I've implemented. That Discord is available in the BitCult profile. So if you just go to the profile on BitClout, you can find the discord link there feel free to join investors will get access to ask me anything's with guests before the show investors will receive you know private chats investors uh, have the ability to reach out to me and and know that their messages are are not only getting seen but getting replied to there's uh, the ability for anybody in the discord to Give insight or suggestions on the show. I take it all very seriously. Like, I I really do want to hear from all of you and what you want to hear from this show, because I I want to be, I want this to be a show for the people, by the people. Uh, And that's why I'm working with all of these uh, different brands and and projects to collaborate, because I really do think that bringing as many people into this show as possible is what is going to make it succeed, because there are just so many different things happening on BitCloud. And I would love to hear everybody's perspective. And so one thing that I am working on that I'm hoping to have done by today is some sort of suggestion box that does not just live on the Discord, but maybe is just like a, a type form that you can send suggestions and they will go, you know, right to my email and I will see all of them because that is just something I would love to implement so that I can hear from everybody who listen to the show because that's the most important demographic. I don't care what people who aren't listening to the show have to say because they're not listening. They they don't know what they're talking about. Uh, and that's that's just how I feel, but I I want to hear from the people who are listening to the show and I want to hear what they'd like to see differently or what they love to see in the show because I would love to give that to all of you. I'm only one person with so many ideas and I understand that you all have amazing ideas that I would love to listen to so please join that discord or look out for the type form that's going to be coming out to submit your suggestions for the show and yeah that's my story right Uh, uh, that's a very high level look at who Connor Mitchell is and how I got here. So, yeah, we don't have a guest today. I don't can't really say goodbye to anybody, but I guess I'll just say goodbye to you, the listener. Thank you so much for tuning in to the BitCult Morning Show. And please tune in again tomorrow for another very special episode. Have a great rest of your day.